2: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts,
3: Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It's Thursday, December 3rd. This is the podcast-exclusive CFB Guide to Week 14. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we are ready to discuss some college football. And boy, did we have a monster matchup announced this morning. I'm glad that we recorded this on Thursday about lunchtime as opposed to trying to get it done on Wednesday or something like that because we would not have known about BYU and Coastal because I am stoked about this thing, man. (laughs) We got our playoff rankings on Tuesday night, so we'll talk about that to start off with. Of course, we're going to go through our viewing guide, the most to lose, most to gain, G5 game of the week other than BYU Coastal. And uh, we'll talk about some other news and notes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, First things first, go to winningcureseverything.com. You can find everything you need to know about us over there, everywhere you need to be subscribed. we do a live show Monday, Wednesday, Friday on a bunch of different platforms. You can find it all at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast uh, if you are listening. More than likely, you are subscribed if you are just listening for the first time. Uh, go on and leave us a review. Hit subscribe. Leave a review. If you are listening for the thousandth time, uh, go ahead and unsubscribe and then resubscribe and help that algorithm out over at Apple Podcast. <laughs> we would certainly appreciate that. And uh, share the show out. Tell your friends about it. We do our college football gambling content over at sportsbookreview.com. The website for our stuff is sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf, and, uh, and you can find us on YouTube. SBR Picks over there. Just search it out in the YouTube search engine. You will be able to find it. Uh, Chris, we had some crazy, crazy stuff go on uh, just over the last uh, 24 hours or so. A lot of stuff that we discussed on yesterday's show. If you have not already listened to yesterday's show, uh, go do us that favor because Chris and I went knee-deep in all of the bullshit that the Big Ten is trying to spew right now. Uh, with trying to get Ohio State in the playoff, it is a joke. It is disgusting. We both hate it. Go listen to that from yesterday's show. Uh, what was that? December the 2nd. So so listen to that one, and and you'll see exactly where we stand on this stuff. And we'll, we'll probably get into it a little bit more today. Let's start off with the playoff ranking reaction from Tuesday night. You know, there's still some stuff. The top seven did not change, and that, that was about expected. We were curious, because Ohio State lost another game, if they were going to move a up from 5 to 4. And they did not. I'm, so, I, I, I don't know exactly where we should start. I guess we should start kind of towards the back. Like, we, we talk about laundry all the time. Um, Chris, you know, kind of started that moniker, and and I I really enjoy it. Uh, we've got, you know, a team like Oregon that is three and 3-1 that lost to a team like Oregon State. Or not like, they lost to Oregon State, who is not a great football team. They lost to Oregon State. Colorado is three and O, and Oregon is ranked number twenty three, and Colorado is not ranked. How does that make any sense? Because and of I laundry, don't. like that's yeah, because it. Because of laundry. So uh, that because doesn't of the
2: uniforms that they wear.
3: I, I just I, some of the stuff I don't get. North Carolina got their doors blown in by Notre Dame last week. They moved up two spots, and and they're still ranked ahead of Coastal Carolina, who was nine and I... North Carolina has lost to some bad teams. Yes. I just don't understand how this makes any sense at all. Oklahoma State moved up uh, with a, a not very impressive win over Texas Tech. You know, BYU still sitting at 13. Uh, there's So, Colin Cowherd and Joel Klatt, this thing is kind of going viral because they're going back and forth about whether or not Georgia should be included in the top 10, and what's the difference between BYU at 9-0 and and Georgia at 6-2. and Georgia has not been overly impressive. Yes, they got a massive win last week over a hapless South Carolina team. But it, they have not looked good. They, they beat a, a weak Mississippi State team by the same margin that Ole Miss did. The exact same score. It, is Ole Miss a top-10 team? I don't think so. And yet, it was the same exact score, it, kind of the same outcome. The games went the same way. Georgia got blown out by two top-six teams. BYU has not had the opportunity to play them, but if you look at stats just across the board, as far as efficiency metrics go, BYU is number four in offensive efficiency, and um, um, they're number 25 in defensive efficiency. Georgia's nowhere near either of those right now. I BYU leads the country in points per game differential. Like, if you're playing against a bad team, you're supposed to blow them out if you're a really good team, right? Yep. BYU leads the country in points-per-game differential. Like, that's what they do. They beat teams by 30-plus every time. They had one game where they won their clunker against UTSA. And it was a weird week, a lot of different issues going on. BYU got the game in, and they only won 27-20. That's the only instance where you could see that they were vulnerable at all. And, And yet, we've got guys like Cowherd that are complaining, or not complaining, but are justifying Georgia being ranked in the top 10. And... BYU being ranked outside of the top 10. Yeah. I don't understand. And their justification
2: is what, Gary? What's their
3: justification? Recruiting.
2: Yeah. Well, hang on. We we know they're better. We know they're better. How do we know they're better? What metric have you used to tell me they're better? What eye test have you used to tell me they're better? What have you actually used to tell me they're better? Recruiting. That's it. That, That's, so yeah. why don't we just let the recruiters
3: to tell us who all the champions are going to be? Why do we play the game? Why do we even just line it up? At some point, the game has to matter. The results have to matter. And that has become our biggest issue with this whole sham, is they they don't, the games don't matter. And I'm not worried about championships or whatever else, but you could see it when Ohio State got in over Penn State, right? Yes, Penn State had two losses, but they were the Big Ten champion, and they won... The Big Ten Championship, and they beat Ohio State that season. Head to head, they beat them. It, and the game didn't matter because they put Ohio State into the playoff, and they didn't put Penn State. You sure. know, I, I don't, I don't get how this stuff works. Iowa State moved up to nine. Um, they were, they were back pretty far, but why on earth does a win over over a three loss Texas? jump you from 13 all the way to 9. Now Oklahoma did not move, they didn't play. But 13 They've to 9. They got two losses. I, yeah, I didn't no, no, I understand that, but I, Miami, Miami's played one
2: game. These are all teams over BYU, by the way. All teams over BYU, they all have bad losses or or and or they have no good wins at all. Miami doesn't have a single good win on the on the schedule. Yeah. Not not one and the one good team they played they got their ass kicked.
3: Hmm. I just don't get it. I just I'm I'm looking at it and I'm just I. Some of the stuff makes no sense. So you know who's not
2: biased in these things? Vegas books. Okay, they're usually not biased. They just give you what the truth is. Okay. Vegas said that if BYU were to match up against Cincinnati, they would have that game as a pick'em. Okay. Yeah. If they were to uh, match up against uh, uh, Notre Dame, they would have Notre Dame a two-point favorite. That's insane. If they matched up against Ohio State or Clemson, they would have them anywhere between a touchdown to a nine-point dog. Okay? And then if they matched up against Alabama, that's the only double digit, and I think it was 12. All right? Bama right now is a 28 to 29-point favorite against LSU. All right? You would cut that in half almost in thirds when BYU plays them. And you tell me they don't belong?
3: Yeah. That's insane. That they
2: just don't belong. These are people that are not invested in one team or another. They're not, they're not, they have no biases because they get no money from TV deals. They they don't have any special interest groups fighting for one side or another. But Notre Dame would be a two point favorite against them. And we all believe that Notre Dame has sealed their ticket to the playoff. Yes. But they don't belong. But BYU doesn't belong.
3: I, it none of it makes sense to me. And and, and they will, their justification is the strength. It makes of sense
2: to me. It's outright and open corruption. Oh yes. I mean that it makes sense. I don't like it, but it but it makes complete sense. It is it is one hundred percent corruption.
3: Yes. Yes. That's that's basically what it is. Uh at some point Somebody will file a lawsuit, and they will win over a monopoly in this sport. Like that's that's what's going on. Um, you know how the the issue is people people criticize Rutgers saying, "Well, you don't matter. You join the Big Ten, you don't matter."
2: They didn't join the Big Ten to to be a pawn for Ohio State. They didn't join the Big Ten to prop up some blue blood. They joined the Big Ten to compete.
3: Uh, yes, they they joined the Power Five. Now conference. they did it
2: to to make money as well. Yes, it, and they would make. Here is the thing: they would make more money if Ohio State gets in than not. But they want to compete.
3: Yeah, yeah, you are right. You are one hundred percent right. So I, I'm, you know, I, I get so frustrated with this stuff. I uh, I retweeted, um, Adam Rittenberg yesterday. You know, we we talk about the fact that Ohio State is four, sitting there with only four games played. They have not looked super impressive in really any of those games. Like, I, I guess maybe Nebraska, but my God, it, Illinois beat Nebraska basically the same way that Ohio, that Ohio State, State, State did. did. So, yeah, I mean, what are, are we even talking test. about? I appreciate it. So, I, I don't – there's no metric that you can say that Ohio State at 4-0 is better than A&M at 6-1. The only one that you can say is recruiting rankings. But even then, Texas A&M has an average recruiting ranking in the top 10 over yeah. the last four years. So I'm not. I don't know that Ohio State is that much more talented than Ohio State. I and M has a better resume than them. A and M has a much
2: better resume than them. Much, oh, much better. A better strength of schedule, and I think they've passed the eye test better.
3: Uh, yes, I, I think so as well. Uh, Ohio State's got a top 10 win, which is at number 12 right now. Uh, hang on.
2: By the way, let me be consistent here. I, I also think A&M has a substantially better resume than Clemson if we want to get down to brass taxes. Now, they haven't passed the eye test the way Clemson has, but but there's there's not a single win on Clemson's resume except for Miami, which we are artificially keeping in the top 10. To do nothing but boost up Clemson's resume—that's all we're doing. But if yeah. we put Clemson, if we put Miami where they rightfully belong, which is probably around fifteen, then then we would, you know, we're all lying to ourselves. Yeah. If we then think we, then that we can't justify Clemson. Like no. then we you know they, they're only in the top ten to prop up Clemson. This is falsehood. This is this is just we're, it's corruption. It's complete and utter manipulation of the situation. This is my issue. So you're you're talking about Ohio State and you're gonna talk about your 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 the tweet that you you retweeted out, and you shared out. I want you to do yeah. that. What I have to what I have to have stop is people openly making statements that are not true. They're they're just ball face lying. It's gaslighting. It is saying something, and everybody is saying it enough times. People that we all trust their opinion about football are all saying this thing that is false and wrong enough to where people who don't know any better believe them. People who don't follow this closely believe every word they're saying. I I listen to a guy we love and we trust and we are friends with Chris Felica, the Bear, and Stanford Steve. And on his podcast this week, he openly said, well, we all know Ohio State's the fourth best team in the country. And I just said, "What, Chris, what the hell are you talking about? How do we know that? How... How do, just like Colin Cowherd, how do we know that Georgia's better than BYU? How do you think you know that? But It's only because of their history. History doesn't matter this year, okay? History doesn't matter for this season. It's only because of the jersey they wear. That shouldn't matter at all. That should not matter because they have played three Cupcake teams that are terrible, that don't have a winning record at all in one pretty good team. And that one pretty good team, they got by by the hair of the chinny-chin-chin. Chin.
3: And, and What are we and talking that, and about? that team doesn't have a whole lot of cash so behind their wins. they don't have strength
2: either. of schedule. They don't have yeah. strength of schedule. And they haven't passed the eye test. Georgia, I mean not Georgia, uh, A&M should 100% be over Ohio State in every metric and every resume. Right now, there's no way to measure it. They've played four games. The other team's played eight games. And in those eight games, they've played two, two top seven teams. They got their ass kicked by one, and they beat the other one. Yes. And then they've beaten everybody else on their schedule. That's a hell of a lot better than everybody Ohio State has played, by the way. So. Just in case you are wondering, Arkansas. Better yes. than anybody Ohio State's played except for maybe Indiana. Okay? Yeah. just Just better than them. Their schedule is better. But we know somehow he you can just say that, and he says it so easily. He says it so simply because he believes it, and I don't want to know why do you believe this? It's why a, do you it's believe a, this thing that's not true?
3: It's a preconceived notion. That's all it is.
2: Because it's, Phil Steele told you it was true before the season started.
3: Yeah, That's Athlon and everybody else. That's
2: something that happened. This is why we have to do away with preseason rankings. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people make a lot of money. I bet Phil Steele makes 90 percent of his yearly salary on making this book. He shouldn't be allowed
3: to make it. He just shouldn't. It, you know, you it, so you can make the book. Just don't do. Just don't do rankings in the book. Just, just. Put out the preview you're, with the you're, information that you got. You're prophesying
2: that got. stuff that you can't control and you don't know is right or true. Right. You just
3: don't know it. Well, the biggest thing about football teams is development and chemistry. Right? That's what we have figured out. Development and chemistry are the two things that that build good football teams. If you had looked at those preview magazines, there is no way in hell that Coastal Carolina should be 9-0 this year. And yet they are. BYU should not be 9-0, even against this schedule that they've played and yet they are, like that's you. You don't know how things are going to go from year to year. A uh, couple of years ago, Alabama loses two years in a row to Ole Miss. There's no viable metric that would have told you that Ole Miss should be able to beat Alabama. I mean, that's the way. Last year, last year LSU, like they go fifteen and zero. They should yep. not have what, been in the playoff. If, if we you, should,
2: yeah, we we were not we were not supposed to be a top ten team last year. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and ten, we were the but. best, maybe a top ten, not a top five team. And we were the best team in the history of college football. And and you know
3: how that happened? Development. The,
2: yeah. You development. Developed. We the played players. the game. We played the game. We competed with people that were supposed to be a lot better than us on a regular basis. Yeah. And we won all of those games. And we won them all decisively. At no point in time in the fourth quarter of any game. Any game last year did any team have the ball with a chance to score and take the lead. It did not. Even all the one score games, those teams well, they were only, scored last. There were only two, at right? The, at the very end, there were only two. It was Alabama and uh,
3: Auburn.
2: Auburn. That's right. They both had the ball and they scored last as time was running out. And congratulations. You were down by two scores. You scored to end the the clock and you lost by four. Yeah. Awesome. But like, Nobody else didn't get beat by more than two score, dominated and controlled, but preseason, they weren't supposed to be nearly that good. They didn't belong. And and thank God they're just a blue blood. Thank God that they're they're a part of a big boy conference. And, and the big if boy conference, was, if so that's, that was BYU, if that was a UCF, if that was Cincinnati this year, we wouldn't have been allowed in. UCF, so, sorry. So that's we the have issue,
3: been right? That's So you talked about the big boy conferences that are pushing their guys and all that kind of mess because they want some of that playoff pie, right? And, and the conference is already split it up anyway, but you get more if your teams get in. So per team, you're going to end up making more money, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, tweeted out yesterday. He said that the interesting part here is if or when the Big Ten gets indication Michigan cannot play next week against Ohio State, it needs to start moving games around. So more than likely, uh, this Michigan-Maryland situation, like mm-hmm. they, will, they will give Ohio State-Maryland next week, which would cancel the game against Rutgers. And he said, uh, he said, uh, Rutgers might not be happy, but that game has no bearing on the East division now. Well, okay. So a Northwestern fan jumps in and he said, why? Why would Rutgers players get a game taken away from them just to accommodate Ohio State? These teams agreed to certain rules before the season. It sucks for Ohio State, but those are the rules. You do not punish Rutgers because it didn't work out for the Buckeyes. So then Adam responds to him and said, then don't try to compete at this level. The other conferences make it easier for their top teams to win national championships. The Big Ten should be doing what it can to help Ohio State. Otherwise, go be a Division III conference, which I just found absolutely appalling. Um, So I responded and said, so, because the other conferences do it, everyone should just throw integrity out the window? I'm so tired of the everyone else does it excuse. At this point, if the SEC doesn't cancel Bama and Florida's uh, games on December 12th, I would be shocked. And then I said, I guess we're all seeing behind the curtain this year. It's absurd. It's yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. It's, if
2: you're not here, Rutgers, to prop up a, a, a Ohio State, then get the hell out. You don't belong here. This is listen. We we fought a long time in our country against the the attitude that people don't belong. Okay. There was a day and a time around where you and I live where people that didn't look like us didn't belong in certain schools and didn't belong in certain restaurants. And you know what? That shit was wrong. And we had to stop it. There was a day and a time where ladies, females, didn't belong in certain places in our society, and that shit was wrong. We're doing the same thing right now. There are certain schools that these people that run these people, those people, those people that run college football. Okay, whether you're athletic directors, whether you run the conferences, whether you're on the playoff committee, there is a notion of the haves and the have-nots, those who belong. And I don't even want to say haves and have-nots because it's not a rich or poor school. It's not a big or small school. It is a do you because there are big schools. There are rich schools that don't belong, okay? They just don't. You don't have the right birthright. You just don't, and you don't belong here. And we have to stop that. We have to stamp that out. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, by the way, Gary.
3: Oh, I don't either. I,
2: I I don't know how to do that. All right. I don't know how to wage war on this system.
3: I wish I did. I wish I did. I have no idea. Like, I, I just, you know, I get so frustrated with it. it just, just thinking about, you know, it, it, how how to fix things. And until somebody steps in and, and just rearranges it, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show because the Knight Commission came out with a couple of uh, suggestions and whatnot, and that's pretty much all they are, Um until somebody makes it where everybody's working on the same page, everybody's looking out for number one. They're, they're not working for the sport as a whole. There's no czar of college football. There's no college football commissioner. Um, so everybody's just looking out for their own conference, and each individual athletic director is looking out for their own school, as well they should be. But it, unless there's some some give and take and working together, uh, it's, it's impossible.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, you should look out for your own school but you do not cripple or crush or beneath others to do that. You can put your school in whatever good light you want, and you can set them up for as much success as possible, but you can't do it at the detriment of someone else. You can't just tell Rutgers, sorry, we're going to take your game and give it to them because they are bigger than you. That's called bullying. That's, you you know, there was a day and a time where I was a lot bigger. I'm still a lot bigger than you, Gary, but we were in second and third grade. I didn't push you down and take your lunch money. And if I did, it was wrong. I can't just take something of yours because I'm bigger than you. Yeah, I agree. There's supposed to be adults in the room to say, that's not how we handle things in this country, in this world, in this society, a civilized society. That is not how we handle things.
3: That's a, you and I are on but the same page. But that's exactly
2: what they're going to do. They're going to push down little Rutgers, and they're going to take their opponent from them.
3: Yeah, because Ohio State needs somebody because so that they, they can get to because the attention. Because they Champions. need it better because they're yep. bigger than they are. Because
2: it's more important to them. At if notice, they don't get lunch, then they don't. They're not strong enough to work out, and they're not strong enough to go play. So them eating lunch today is more important than you eating lunch.
3: No, sorry. It, it, I mean, it obviously. Uh, they're doing whatever they can to get Ohio State into the Big 10 championship game but notice they have not done this for another Big 10 team. No. Nope. And that's that's they where our do issue is. They
2: did for lies. Wisconsin earlier in the season.
3: No. Nope. Well, Ohio, well Wisconsin had had issues but it that game against Minnesota uh they they didn't try and find them another opponent. and, no. and when Nebraska tried to find another opponent because Wisconsin couldn't play uh, well, nope. hang on.
2: Ohio State themselves had they missed one of their games because they had issues themselves. This yeah. isn't all just their opponents.
3: No, no, no. Ohio State missed last week because of it, but at the Maryland game against Ohio State earlier this season, back yeah. three weeks ago, whatever it was, that one was Maryland's fault. So I get it,
2: I get it, but I'm just saying they didn't move heaven and earth to help Wisconsin. Yeah. They yeah. just didn't, and then once Wisconsin lost to Northwestern, they no longer care about Wisconsin. Even Oops. Barry Alvarez, their own athletic director, doesn't give a shit about his own school. He would rather get the big paycheck. He's carrying the water for Ohio State.
3: Uh, well, I mean, this week, for example, um, you know, Northwestern could have found an opponent. Like, I, yeah. you know, what? What are we trying to do here? Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a joke. It's a disaster.
0: This is the story of the one.
3: Uh, and it frustrates me every time I think about it. Let's let's move into the viewing guide. Uh, Thursday night games, Louisiana Tech-North Texas. That's 5 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network. And then a doubleheader on CBS Sports Network. we got Air Force and Utah. I would imagine Air Force is going to handle Utah State pretty easy. Um, but, you know, we shall see. I'm, I'm curious about that Louisiana Tech-North Texas game. That thing has been postponed twice. This is the third time that they're trying to play it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Friday night, we've had two games canceled. We had Southern Miss and UTEP canceled, and we had Boise and UNLV canceled, and we have Louisiana at App State. That's 7.30 p.m. on ESPN, and I think that's got a chance to be uh, the best game of the weekend, and it's on Friday night. Like, nothing else in the window. Uh, that's that's the game you need to be watching this weekend for sure, right?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I just hope we get it in. I was really upset we're not getting Boise again. This is a couple of weeks in a row where I've missed my Boise State football.
3: Yep, yep, you were right about that. Let's move into Saturday. we got our noon slate uh, well, 11 a.m. Central Time, God's time zone, of course. Uh, Ohio State is going to play at Michigan State. We don't know who is playing for Ohio State. They've got some guys that are out. Ryan Day is not going to be coaching. Uh, It's a massive spread. Michigan State has popped up and upset some teams as a double-digit dog. I don't know that they get it done this weekend, but you never know. I mean, if Justin Fields is one of those players, now I'm, I'm sure that we would have heard that if it was him, Um, but they they haven't announced who's out for If them. football
2: karma is real, Ohio State's going to get their ass whipped.
3: That'd be pretty funny. We we will know if there's if, if karma is real. Well, we we know Rocky Lombardi and that bunch were able to uh to complete some passes against Michigan. That's how they upset the Wolverines earlier this year. And that seems to be Ohio State's weakness, is that secondary. Yep. So so we'll see. Uh AM heads to Auburn. That's eleven A.M. on ESPN. Uh interesting game. A lot of people on Auburn. I you know, the analytics say Auburn, but Auburn is dealing with some major, major injuries right now. I, I don't know that they've got the, the horses to be able to compete. It it depends on which Kellen Mond shows up. I don't know?
2: know what we're doing. I don't know why A&M's playing this game. I, I You know, I mean, based on the rest of the country and the rest of the world, we should be canceling this game and, and propping up A&M. If the SEC was smart, they would just cancel this game. Right, and- Gary? <laughs>
3: I mean, I guess right. I mean, why are we playing? So, well, right now
2: they have a shot to make the playoffs. Why would we hurt them with that shot to make the playoffs? Why would we compete?
3: Well, because they uh, are—they're currently sitting at number five. So you get another win like this, and maybe next week.
2: Oh, no, the extra win's not going to help them. You know (laughs) damn good and well the win's not going to help them.
3: Yeah, you're probably just hoping they lose. You're probably right. Uh, Oklahoma State at TCU. Oklahoma State needs to win this one. Uh, It's on ESPN two and. You know this this could be interesting. It's a really short line. It's like two and a half. Uh, Oklahoma State needs to win this, and they need Iowa State to lose so that they can get to the Big Ten championship game. That's that's yes. what needs. That, that's what they need. Uh, that's their only route. Yep, you got it. Western Carolina at North Carolina, 11 a.m. ACC Network. Uh, Rice at Marshall, ESPN Plus. Uh, nobody's talking about Marshall. Marshall's still nobody's sitting there, seven zero, undefeated. They've had a bunch of games that have been postponed and whatnot. Uh, they get Rice this weekend. You know, at, at, looking at it. I don't even know who they've got left. Uh, they have got, got Florida International uh, next week, and they're going to get UAB in the championship week, right? Yep. So they, they've got a chance to get to nine and zero. But man, they've had so many games postponed and whatnot. It's just a uh, it's it sucks. It just sucks. So so we shall see. They'll uh, they'll likely get to nine and zero because I do think that they are better uh, than those teams. But uh, or no, I guess it'd be ten and zero if uh, U- if they beat UAB. UAB, yeah, yeah. So ten and zero. I mean, but they they basically have zero shot. And, and no open weekends to be able to schedule somebody like BYU or, or whoever else. Yep. So, is what it is. Uh, Toledo at Northern Illinois. Uh, ESPN 3. we got Kansas, Texas Tech. Texas and Kansas State. Now, that one's interesting. I, so, Caden Stearns, uh, a big-time safety from Texas, decided to opt out after the Iowa State loss. They it, There's rumors that some other guys are talking about opting out. Uh, Kansas State, you know, they can put up a fight. I, I wouldn't bet on this game because I have no idea what the motivations are. Uh it, basically what I'm hearing out of Texas is they're not going to get rid of Herman unless they get the go-ahead from Urban Meyer. And if you don't get Urban Meyer, then, like, why? Why go through a coaching change in the middle of a pandemic? Like, there's no there's I've been no saying, sense saying this
2: forever. I forget about it. in the middle of a pandemic. Just I period. just don't understand. Change is not good for just change's sake. That doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a second year with those coordinators might be okay for Texas, but uh, obviously we'll see. Uh, Nebraska at Purdue is on Big Ten Network, and Purdue has kind of fallen off as of late. Uh, Rondell Moore's back, but, like, they're they well, not Well, they good. got
2: that bullshit loss against uh, Minnesota, and then they lost to Rutgers last week in what was just an unbelievable football game to watch. So, that, you know, that takes a little shine off the apple when you lose two, you know, two games back-to-back, one of
3: which is just complete horseshit, but... And, and the Rutgers game was right down to the wire as well. So,
2: oh yeah, no, uh, no, no. Rutgers had to have some miracles just to make it to OT, right? Uh, did that,
3: I don't even know and, no, if they no, went it into OT. No, they didn't, didn't go to OT. Just to come
2: yeah. back, Rutgers had some miracles just to come back.
3: Yeah. Uh, Penn State at Rutgers, by the way, FS1. Um, you know that that's basically a recruiting game. Uh, Memphis at Tulane, 11 a.m. on ESPN Plus. Arkansas at Missouri on SEC Network, and that one could be very interesting. Um, you know, obviously the storyline: Barry Odom going back to Missouri. Uh, Missouri has looked good as of late. Arkansas uh, has kind of faltered down the stretch, but they've played much better competition than Missouri has. So, you know, uh, it should be an interesting game. I think. What game do we think is the best out of that time slide? Probably a And Auburn.
2: No, I mean i I think the Arkansas Missouri game is the best game. Okay, I could yeah, I could see that. I think it's got the best time, uh, the best storyline with with Barry. I I think you know you've got. A, a one of the best offenses in the SEC going up against what i believe to be you know probably the most complete defense in the SEC they're not elite at anything but they are just really 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 good at everything defensively um so they don't really have a lot of weaknesses
3: uh both of those teams have already uh, exceeded expectations for this season um, yep they're already over the win total for both of them and so basically, it's a you know you're playing with house money on that. I, as far as AM Auburn, I think that's a a more pressure packed game uh, because Gus doesn't want to lose four games, and AM is in a playoff spot. So that that's why I brought that one up. But G- I,
2: Gus has already lost five games. Well, he just doesn't know it, and the record doesn't say it.
3: That's it. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. About
2: Everybody that. else knows it, and his fans and his boosters know it.
3: No, you're you're right. You are right about that. All right, moving into the afternoon slate, uh, Troy at South Alabama, uh, Bowling Green at Akron. Those are both ESPN3, ESPN U in the 1 p.m. time slot. Of course, this is all Central Time, God's Time Zone. Uh, they moved Coastal's game from 1 p.m. on ESPN ESPNU uh, down to 4.30 p.m. Central Time. Oh, so, imagine that. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute.
2: You mean to tell me Hugh Freeze is no longer a part of this game and magically – Coastal is a prime time team now.
3: That's uh, that's basically what we're saying. Now, well, it might just, be. Whenever
2: you're wondering what kind of stick Greg Sankey swings, that th- this is just how deals get made,
3: guys. Well, it, it it partly it's still on the same channel. It it partly might be because they need to give BYU a little a little time to get there. <laughs> I mean that that might be might be the issue, but but we'll see we'll see. I mean, obviously BYU is coming from across the country all the way over to the East Coast. so. Uh, but either way, we'll talk about, about that. I not hours are going to
2: help BYU in this game with no, the travel.
3: Probably not. Probably not. Um, so, uh, ESPNU at 1 o'clock has Ball State in Central Michigan. Now, that could be an interesting game. Um, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. That's on ESPN+. Plus, and that is a rivalry game that is not often looked at. But Eastern Michigan and, and Western Michigan, that's uh, – that's a pretty fun game. Pretty fun game. Syracuse yeah. at New York. At, at New York. God bless. Uh, at Notre Dame at 1.30 <laughs> p.m. on NBC. Um, you know, this will be the last game for for Notre Dame until the until the ACC championship game. They should have no issues here. Uh, UL Monroe and Arkansas State. Those are two bad teams on ESPN 3 at 2. Uh, and then we move into our 2.30 time slot, which is where a lot of the primetime games are, uh, the highlight games. And that would be Florida at Tennessee on CBS. Not a lot going on there. Jeremy Pruitt needs to show something. West Virginia at Iowa State, 2 30 p.m. on ESPN. Um do you are are you like me? Do you feel like that has the the possibility of being really interesting?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be an upset. I think it's an upset alert for for Iowa State. So yeah, I think that's part of it. Hey, I want to go back to that Florida Tennessee game. Okay. I was asked, one of my favorite football players in all of college football, uh, Tyler Milton from um, uh, UCF. Okay. Oh, McKenzie Milton. McKenzie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. McKenzie Milton, yes, has into, opted into the transfer portal, obviously. Yep. And somebody was asking me, where do I think is a, not just a good fit for him, but what team, because when he was on, now, I don't know what, you know, McKenzie were getting after that injury, because it's pretty gruesome but when he was on he, he there there was almost no one in the country better than him who's a quarterback away basically from being really good tennessee and and i think the answer is tennessee
3: at tennessee for sure
2: um if they had an elite quarterback somebody that could play at an elite level so many of their games would be
3: just or or for, for, forget the elite level. How about uh, a quarterback that doesn't make just crippling mistakes?
2: Yes. Well, and then the other the other answer to that was Arkansas. I mean, I I think what Arkansas has done has been pretty amazing, and and you know my thoughts on uh, on uh, oh God, Felipe. That's their quarterback's name? Felipe Felipe Franks. Um, and you know you replace him with a healthy and right Milton. In that you know, in that offense of uh, a, uh, 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 holy crap, Boros, um offense, I think that I think that it's going to be, that would be a, an amazing fit. Hey, yeah. ma- mainly I just want him in the SEC. So,
3: yeah, no, th- I could I could believe it. And, I'm and a little
2: I'm a little biased in that SEC
3: so. might be a good fit. At any of these that that are looking for quarterbacks next year, like if JT Daniels decides to go NFL, uh, Georgia will be looking for one again. Um, there's all, I don't there's want all him to go to Georgia. Well, no, of course that would, not. That would piss me off. Of course not. Uh, now, you know, there's also the chance of a reunion with Scott Frost over at Nebraska. So,
2: uh, that, see, that was pointed out to me, and that's going to piss me off as well because he's just going to go there to die. They're not a quarterback away from being good. Agree. A great quarterback going to Nebraska ain't making Nebraska better.
3: No, I think I think you are right about that. Uh, moving on with the slate, Indiana at Wisconsin. Uh, curious what Jack Tuttle is going to do for Indiana, you know, as the replacement for Michael Penix. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, are they mad because they hadn't gotten to play in a while? Like, what What Wisconsin shows up? They've only played three games this year. So, you know, who knows? Uh, at this point, Indiana's already played six, and Wisconsin has played three, and, you know, that's the ABC primetime game. It's at Camp Randall. At who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I think this is
2: the most interesting game of the uh, uh, of the time slot and, and maybe of the day.
3: Oh, Partly because, uh, I would imagine, we don't know what to expect from either team. That,
2: that, that's it. That's it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a big spread. There's a, world, there's a but... world
2: in which Wisconsin beats their ass, and 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 this game's not fun by halftime. That's fine. You can get out of it and go watch something else. But you know, and there's also a world where Indiana's defense makes merch just maybe merch isn't good at all, and that first game was just a sham. And uh, and they beat their ass. I don't know, but to start the game, I think that's my most interesting game.
3: Iowa at Illinois is 2.30 on FS1. Tulsa at Navy is ESPN2. I think that one's interesting uh, because Tulsa, I think, is going to be on their third-string quarterback. And they're, like, two touchdown favorites at Navy on Senior Day. Like, they haven't lost at the Academy on Senior Day since before 2003. That's as far back as I went. I, like, I kept looking at that game, and they have not lost on Senior Day, even in their bad years. So, very interesting here. Uh, Navy, of course... Like, has destroyed Tulsa for years, man. I don't think they've beaten them in, since, like, 2006. Tulsa hasn't. Uh, Boston College at Virginia. Uh, that one is another interesting game. Phil Djokovic uh, looks like he is going to play. Uh, it's ESPN 3. It's a streaming game. Like, what? What? how in the it's, world?
2: It infuriates me. I was so excited to watch that game, by the way. I got a ticket on it. I got, I, you know, I I believe Djokovic was going to play. I bet on him. And now, I'm not even going to be able to find this damn thing.
3: Well, you So, it'll be in the ESPN app, of course. And if you've got, the way that this ESPN 3 thing works, if you've got ESPN with your cable package, uh, you can log in and use your cable provider login to, okay. to watch the game on the ESPN app. But it's still, like, you you ain't going to be able to get it on your TV unless you, unless still, you cast it. It still pisses me off. Oh, yeah. You know I'm
2: old and I don't like
3: this shit. Yeah, I agree. If you
2: want to watch Boston College.
3: Buffalo at Ohio. That's another two thirty on CBS Sports Network. That's the last. So one. this
2: game went from being really interesting to not at all once. Buffalo. Yeah, once Ohio's Rourke, Rourke went out, went down, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, Rourke is out. Uh, so that's you know, I, but Ohio State still has a good defense, and and who knows? I mean, not Ohio State, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Uh, Frank. Solich. Man, I
2: don't know, man. I, I you can you can try to talk me into it. Th- this is going to be an ass thrashing.
3: Well, I, so. We'll talk a little more about this one once we get to most of the game, but we'll we'll get there. Um, 3 p.m. SEC Network. You got Vandy at Georgia, and there is a player revolt going on at Vanderbilt. Uh, this one could end up 45 nothing. I mean, this will be, and it it might have ended up that way anyway. But there are a ton of dudes opting out over over Derek Mason's firing and over uh, the girl kicker last week. Like it's this is a very underreported story of what is happening in that locker room. The Vanderbilt kicker from last season has a year of eligibility remaining. He's in medical school at Vanderbilt. He offered to come back and play in these last however many games because they don't have enough guys, right? Vandy also has a punter who was a kicker in high school, and he punted just fine in this game, but they they brought in the girl kicker anyway, and I'm not trying to slight her. I'm not trying to slight Sarah Fuller at all. What she did is awesome. I think it's very commendable, and and I love the story because I've got a daughter. However... A lot of guys in that locker room think that this was all just a dog and pony show. So, and they they ain't happy about what went on last week. And I don't know what they're going to, I mean, they they are probably going to get their brains beat in this week. Um, I mean, if Missouri held them to nothing, like 41 to nothing, I, I would imagine Georgia's going to do the same thing. Uh, Stanford at Washington, 3 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Stanford having to relocate and all that, I imagine that's going to be a beating as well. Uh, San Jose State at Hawaii is 3 p.m. on Spectrum. It's at Hawaii now? It's at Hawaii. Did you not see that? Ooh, yeah, I they, did
2: not, but I sure love having that ticket yeah, Plus Hawaii.
3: Plus six on Hawaii. And I think that line has actually gone down significantly now. Well, it should. It yeah. should.
2: It's now a Hawaii home game. Oh, it's, my. What, what god. baby
3: Jesus. What they're doing in Santa Clara County is a complete Ridiculous. joke. It's a joke is what it is. It's so terrible. Uh, Georgia Tech at NC State. That's 3 p.m. Uh, if NC State wins this game. This is their last game. They would be eight and three this season, and nobody's talking about it. Now they hadn't beaten anybody really good. They beat Pitt back when Pitt was ranked, but that's about it. They beat
2: Liberty. They beat they beat beat Liberty. Liberty
3: team. Yeah. Hey, Liberty. Of course. Now with this game being canceled against uh, Coastal, uh, Liberty they are Nine, nine and one. They're gonna
2: finish nine and one,
3: and and a blocked field goal away from an undefeated season. Yeah, isn't that a shame? And they may not get to play in a bowl game,
2: and not going to get a bowl game.
3: Just ridiculous, just ridiculous. Uh, BYU at Coastal is the 4:30 p.m. game on ESPN. U and I'm pumped about that. Of course, Uh We'll, yeah, this we'll talk. Is, this is the game we're just crazy about. Yeah, we will talk more about that. And most to lose, most to gain. So uh, hang on, of course. Let me
2: let me make sure my old man brain can figure this thing out. That like I have ESPN. It's at, I have Directv. It is 2:06. ESPN2 is 209 like it's somewhere between 206 and 209 on my TV, right? Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: ESPN U sure. is is the channel, I, so.
2: I I am the the old man of the group. I know I just turned 38. I promise you, I'm 68. I, I assure you I'm I'm just a lot older than that.
3: So, I'm actually looking it up. Uh ESPN U is 208 on DirecTV. Right, there we go.
2: I yep. know how to find that. I know how to get that. I know how to get there and have it on the big TV. There that's, you
3: go. Yes, you you will be able to have that one on the big TV. Uh, the I five, was going to
2: be furious if that was
3: some <laughs> weird-ass streaming channel. <laughs> no, no. ESPN if ESPN I have to U, watch
2: that game on my iPad, I'm going
3: to be angry. ESPNU is the channel. So, uh, yep. we, we'll talk about that game a little more here in a minute. Uh, Florida Atlantic at Georgia Southern. That's 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, that, one, that one could be interesting. Could be interesting, but... Either way, we shall see. Uh, Willie Taggart has has a chance to finish uh, with only one loss this season. Kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Kinda crazy. Not too bad. Um, so uh, we we said that the game of the afternoon is uh, Indiana Wisconsin, probably. Uh, that's well at the two thirty slot, and then I guess the really the BYU Coastal game at four thirty might be. Yeah, the game I was of the about day. to say
2: I don't know that I call that. I mean, that's early evening,
3: you know. Yeah. All right, so that, it's dinner that, time for this old man. All right, so uh, let's let's move into our six o'clock and later uh, stance. Okay. Oregon at Cal 6 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, Colorado State, San Diego State 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Colorado Arizona 6 p.m. on FS1. Uh, that's all the 6 p.m. games, none Love of which that are, game
2: more and more as the days go on. I'm I'm loving my Arizona. Uh, I mean, my your Colorado, Colorado
3: ticket. Yeah, no, I'm, yep. I'm with you. Uh, Clemson at Virginia Tech 6:30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Clemson may, and they do this every year. They may just come out and and these dudes like that. <laughs> I don't know what. Virginia I just don't tech understand play. how
2: ESPN continues to send Herbie and the boys down to this to to Clemson to watch them beat the hell out of people as the primetime game just every week.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it, it every, you, it's at least four times a year
2: we watch them play a nobody. Have you seen the or, the, the uh, scores? Uh, oh, it's usually not a nobody. I'm sorry. The reason the game is on primetime and the way it is is because it's a it's a it's a
3: it's a has been. It's a it's a laundry game. As you yeah, it's a has been. It's a team that used to be somebody. The the games so far on ABC uh, for the primetime spot have been putrid, awful, pretty horrible. I mean, they, the scores have just been ridiculous. There hasn't been a single close one. So you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, six thirty p.m. That's two teams that uh, that want nothing to do with the rest of the season. Alabama at LSU, seven p.m. on CBS. Uh, Miami and Duke at seven pm. And yeah, there's not much to talk about with Alabama LSU, right? No, nope. move on. Okay, this
2: this um, will be the lowest. CBS is going to be so pissed off when they see the ratings.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Um, only Alabama fans are going to tune into that game. Uh, well, if anybody wants a a first quarter ticket, Alabama's only a seven point favorite in the first quarter. So, I mean, there's that. I, I think gamblers maybe. Like, that'd be no, they're the only not. people watching they Gamblers this. don't give a shit about that game.
2: We bet on shit that we don't care about all the time. And then we never watch a second of it.
3: Miami at Duke, 7 p.m. on ACC Network. Uh, nothing to see there. That's Miami's last game of the season because they were one of the three that the ACC decided, ah, well, you don't have to play a, a last game. So, because Miami's in contention. Basically, if Clemson loses this weekend and Miami wins, then Miami is in the ACC championship game. Uh, But I doubt that that's mm-hmm. happening. So... Baylor at Oklahoma, seven p.m. on Fox. Uh, probably not, right? Probably not happening. Uh, no. Houston at this. Oh, that one got canceled. They haven't. They haven't stayed. I was just yet. about to say the
2: Houston game got canceled. Yep. As I was writing my article for
3: SBR, I realized that's the one that uh, the ESPN has not marked as canceled yet, which is kind of crazy. Like that's just nuts. Just nuts. Um, UCLA at Arizona State. That one. That's so. That's nine thirty p.m. on FS1 that has the uh possibility i think that's actually a fox game isn't it? like maybe i don't know i don't
2: know but i will tell you that that's the evening game that i'm actually most interested in
3: that's yeah i'm yeah yeah i, I it looks I, like chip I, kelly's I get got Herm, that i get chip
2: and i get i get the best ucla we've seen in a long long time um you know against what i think is a pretty decent and pretty good and pretty fun uh arizona state team you know yeah so
3: they, they, now this this schedule has FS1 having UCLA, Arizona State, and Fresno State at Nevada, both oh. at nine thirty. Uh, I would love to watch Fresno State at Nevada. I'm probably going to watch. I'll, I'll have both of those games on at nine thirty. Because um, I, I, I would like to see. Does that mean it's going to be
2: regional on which game you get though?
3: I would imagine one They're gets tossed over both
2: of them, and then depending on where you live, depends on which one you get. Because it's going to piss me off if I don't get well, the I mean, UCLA game.
3: Both of them are are. I mean, a, I Coast know I'm a teams. long ass way away from there, but I, I would imagine one is going to be on FS2. I, I think I think the schedule is that on. a thing. Wait a minute, is that FS2 yeah. a thing? Yeah, FS2 have that channel. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, okay. if, you, if you've got the sports package for sure. I mean, you and I, you obviously I've never do. Never in my if life got, heard of FS2. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So Fresno State Nevada is is going to be interesting. Nevada took their last law lo- or their first loss uh, last week at Hawaii. Fresno State has only lost one game, and they look uh, pretty good. But they've they've had a couple of games canceled. Uh, yeah, they missed a bunch. So it, if if you know if they got the right guys plan, because uh, we don't know who's going to be out for Fresno. But either way, Wyoming, uh, New Mexico, nine thirty p.m. CBS Sports Network, and the last game of the night on the big channel, the big ESPN, Oregon State at Utah, and we their the Oregon State quarterback is still day to day. So who knows? Uh, more than likely, he will play. I guess. Uh, but we, I do, we not, obviously I don't do not care. I didn't figure you did. Uh, Cancelled games, by the way, Northwestern Minnesota, Kent State, Miami, and, uh, and Maryland and Michigan are all canceled for, oh, and then Houston SMU. So those four are canceled on Saturday. Uh, we do have Sunday football. We have 11 a.m. on ESPN3, Western Kentucky at Charlotte, and we have Washington State at USC at 6.30 p.m. on FS1 so that both of these teams can get some guys to clear protocol and, uh, and get back on the field. So, not a lot of practice time for those two. That could be a very, very interesting game. It's in uh, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Interesting stuff, of course. Uh, let's move on to who has the most to lose this weekend. Uh, of course, the loser of BYU Coastal. I, I think that's the most obvious one, right? Like, whoever loses that game loses out on, on a pretty big payday, a pretty big uh, uh, season. Like, they'll lose their undefeated season, like all that. Both of these teams embody exactly what we want. Compete, compete, and it doesn't matter what you lose, you should want to play the best every chance you get. And they scheduled this game on two days notice. Yep. Like I am stoked about this. Like they
2: I, I love this is everything I love about college football. And all the blue bloods can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the most excited I am about game day ever. And so I'm telling you now, I'm going to request that you rush through the fastest SBR uh uh closing line show we've ever had because I would like to, to watch as much game day as possible.
3: Okay. I mean we can we can certainly do that. Um so let's see. Let's see. Uh I think I mean whoever I have an
2: answer for this it's not either one of these teams.
3: That's I've got I've got two more as well. So uh, go ahead and, and give me your but answer.
2: I only have one. Okay. I only have one that I think has the most to lose. And it's Texas A and M. That's one of mine as well. Um, so I think I think they're the only team that actually has something to lose ooh. that's a favorite to, to
3: win. No 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 no. Iowa State hosting West Virginia. They lose <laughs> no, that game cuz they don't
2: have a lot to lose. Okay, they lose their championship game. They have they have it, lose a chance to to win something that nobody expect them to be in. Iowa
3: State has not won a conference championship since 1912.
2: A and M has a chance to lose a a shot at the playoff to actually play for what we're all fighting
3: over. Agreed, and and don't don't get it twisted. I, Iowa State, if things go completely no. haywire, they've they've I, got I'm a shot get up there. Don't get that at as nine. twisted as hell, Gary. That ain't happening. <laughs> 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 Iowa State, I think it is incredibly important to the no people with a loss to a,
2: uh, to to Louisiana, they ain't getting in.
3: I will, I will say this. Forget the playoff. We talk about how the playoff uh, is not the end-all, be-all in college football all the time. There are
2: two, there are two lost football teams. Yes. And one of those is to a G5 school.
3: However, only one of them is to a Big 12 school. Now, they lose the tiebreaker to Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State wins and they lose, they lose their shot at playing for the, uh, the Big 12 championship. I think that is yes. a massive, massive deal for them. So...
2: Um, no, I agree with that. That's, that's, it's a big deal. It's not as big as Texas A and M to me.
3: I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, let's talk about the most to gain this week. Of course, the winner of BYU and Coastal. At, so that's a. Hey, by the way, this line opened at um, nine and a half or ten at, at ten at most of the offshore books, right? And it yep. opened at ten at circa out in Vegas, etc. This is this is
2: what listen. This is what the guy from Vegas that that I was listening to a podcast talked about how. They, they would be favored over almost everybody in the country. And the the four games that he listed out of line for are games that they know. And pretty much, they're going to be a pretty big favorite over everybody else.
3: I I had this as BYU minus, t- uh, minus seven. So, it, there's a little bit of value for Coastal there. Obviously, Coastal at home. They didn't have to travel. Like, all that good stuff, right? Um, but I don't know. Like, I... BYU is so good, man. (laughs) They are so good. I cannot wait for this quarterback matchup. You know, I was excited about uh, uh, Malik and and Grayson McCall, but now we get Grayson McCall against Zach Wilson, and that should be a very entertaining quarterback matchup. Coastal's defense, man, they got some dudes on that defense too. This could be a very interesting game.
2: This will be the best defense BYU plays all year. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not not even close. Not even close. You're right. I mean, it's not close,
3: yeah. So, coastal, I, I do think is significantly better on defense than Boise State. So, yes, for anybody that wants to, I agree with that. So, anybody especially wants, along yeah, the line wants to
2: bring that noise can can take that down the road.
3: Um, who else has the most to gain? Uh, I'll go ahead and throw this one out there. Do you, do you have anybody else? By the way,
2: I have two. I have two.
3: I, I do as well. Uh, let me start this one off. I'll start off Buffalo. If they get through Ohio, there. Hold on. I, I know this is. It, it may not mean much to us, but I think that this is big for the program. They have Akron after this. If they beat Ohio, they are going undefeated in the MAC. You can't take a ten-point favorite has the most to gain at a, a, a chance at an undefeated season. You
2: can't you can't take a double-digit favorite as the most to gain. They're supposed to win the football game. Okay, you can't have a lot to gain if you're supposed to win the game.
3: I disagree. By 100%. double digits, too. I know like, that they're supposed a, to win. If it's
2: a three-point line, if it's a five-point line, I'll give you a favorite. I'll let you have a favorite, okay? You can't have a double-digit favorite. A team's supposed to kick the other team's ass and say that they have the most to gain. I don't care what it matters after the game. They play nobody.
3: That's exactly right. Out of
2: everybody in this conference, we knew that before it started. Yes. We knew they had a one-game season. They played that game last week against Kent State. They won, is over, and then then we move on. Then they're going to win out.
3: We have seen dumber things happen. I think it is still a massive deal to go undefeated, and it is what it is. Now, that's why I brought that one up because I I knew that you wouldn't have that one. That's why I brought it up. I know. I Um, ain't having that one. My second choice is Indiana.
2: Okay. Indiana's one of mine, so thankfully you've got a brain. All right. Okay. (laughs) Indiana. Indiana is that's a huge win. That's a huge win for the program. That's a huge win to say we actually really do belong. We're a seven point loss to what's obviously the best team, the fourth best team in college football, Gary. So, you know, that, that makes them the fifth best team in college football. I don't know, you know, but I think beating Wisconsin is a is a is a game changer for this program yes who was your second one my second one is in the exact same lines of that i think i think i think it's oregon state i think because it, it's a little bit of the same um thing as indiana they're uh, a double digit dog
3: on the going road in to a team yeah. huh going into utah yeah. Going
2: into going into Utah, coming off of the biggest win that team has had in, I don't know, twelve years, ten years. Yeah, somewhere around there. A yeah. long time. And and you know, don't have a letdown and continue to be, and maybe you become a new team that actually belongs in the conversation. Because that's I think it's what Indiana's fighting for, right? Indiana's fighting to to be taken seriously as a football school. If you're Oregon State and you win this game, I think you're not supposed to be here. You're an 11 and a half point dog after beating your arch rival. I, th- I think that's a big deal. And I think that matters a lot.
3: Yes. Yes. I agree. I now agree it's, 100%. it's
2: less than Indiana because the PAC 12 is not as important to college football as a whole right now as the, as the big 10. It's just not.
3: And that's uh, that's basically where I was with uh, with Buffalo right now. Buffalo, of course, expected to win. I know we don't have to talk a lot about that again, but uh, but yes, you're you're right about that. You are right. I think Oregon State, like they have shown vast improvement. They probably I mean, by your
2: argument, Marshall's the exact same. Like they have just as much to lose. That, they've never gone undefeated and had a season like this before.
3: And no, they they have gone undefeated. Buffalo, however, has not. Okay, so, but Marshall, you know, they went undefeated with uh, uh, my gosh, who was it? Randy Moss and, uh, and Chad yeah, Pennington. Chad, ben, uh, so, anyway. Either way, um the so the G5 game of the week, uh let's talk about that right quick and then I want to get into a small conversation about the uh, the night commission and, and all that kind of mess. But uh G5 game of the week is obviously BYU Coastal. Um if you consider BYU a G5, my other for that was Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan. Now, that's that's me going off of the idea that you were going to take Louisiana and App State.
2: Yes, it's Louisiana and App State.
3: Yeah. Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan is going to be interesting. It's a it's a very underrated rivalry. Uh you know, there's a lot more options that's, that's to watch. That's fine.
2: Underrated rivalry is okay. Rivalry is okay. You're talking about two of the best teams in a in a conference for the last three to four years. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're right. Louisiana App State is the right answer outside of BYU coastal. Um yep. but it, you know, if you want a little something different. Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan is uh, is going to be fun.
2: We went over them, we covered them, we yeah. talked about them.
3: No, we we certainly did. We certainly did. Gave I, them their time. Let's uh, let's go on and move on, and I, so let's bring up this uh, this night commission stuff, right? And then and then I want to talk about the SEC for a minute. Uh, the night commission this morning. So we are recording. Obviously, this is uh, Thursday, December third. The Knight Commission calls for a separate body from the NCAA to oversee FBS football. This was their recommendation, number one. Uh, Create a new separate entity to govern the sport of FBS football, completely independent of the NCAA, funded by college football playoff revenues that governs the sport of football currently operating at the D1 football bowl subdivision level, conducts all FBS football operations, including its national championship, Manage all issues related to FBS football, athlete education, health, safety, revenue, distribution, litigation, eligibility, and enforcement. Now, they went through some other stuff as well, right? Uh, Governing all other D1 sports under the NCAA, uh, but they would reorganize the governance system. Um, There's just a ton of different stuff. Uh, They would adopt like 10 new principles that will recognize college athletics as a public trust uh, rooted in the mission of higher education, you know, whatever else. I don't know that this is going to mean anything. The Knight Commission...
2: Well, um, no, because who is the NCAA going to hire to run this? The same cronies that are already jacking things up.
3: Exactly. Uh, because but the people on top of in that, charge aren't changing. I don't know that they are actually going to do anything about it. Because the Knight Commission... So it's the Knight Commission on Intercollegiate Athletics. Uh, this is... It was formed by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation in October 1989 to promote reforms that support and strengthen the educational mission of college sports. Um, over the years, the NCAA has adopted a number of the commission's recommendations, such as establishing an academic threshold for postseason eligibility. That's the APR stuff that we hear about all the time, uh, including academic incentives in the NCAA revenue distributions and reducing athletic time demands. I there, So it's great. Right, We hear all this, and we're like, oh, my goodness. Like They're going to completely redo FBS football and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. They don't take all of the recommendations and actually implement them. So I don't know that the NCAA is going to do anything with this because the NCAA doesn't want to fool with it. This is up to the ADs and the presidents that that comprise the NCAA into whether or not they want something else to come in and step in. Like, they get to make this decision. And I don't think they're going to. Like no, I, I no just no. I don't think this is going to make any difference whatsoever. But if they do, they're still gonna cock it
2: up. Oh yeah. Because they're only gonna put their people in.
3: Well, as it sits right now, they are making uh, a metric shit ton of money yep. just off of, you know, a few big name programs. And that's that's where the issue comes in because you've got the the lesser thans that are still collecting those big T V checks and they ain't gonna want to lose out on the money. Uh, just to have a chance to compete at, at something bigger, there's very few that that would be willing to give up a check in order to be able to win more and compete at a higher level. Like, that's that's the thing. It, this has become a cash cow. And that's what I'm worried about. So, uh, it, it's what disgusts me about the sport. It's it's what, you know, it's what it's what you and I complain about all the time. And the other thing that I want to talk about is uh, the SEC is announcing their schedule for December 12th on Friday morning, December the 4th. Are we going to expect to see Alabama and Florida getting bye weeks before the SEC championship game?
2: Um, I'm preparing myself for it.
3: At, with with what the Big Ten is talking about doing and what the ACC has already done, I would imagine, and this is why you don't see an SEC schedule for December 12th yet. Uh, they, they've talked about games that have been moved into that spot. However, none of them are official you know, the SEC is announcing it tomorrow morning. I'm at tomorrow being Friday. I fully expect, and if they don't, then good on them. Like, make the guys compete. Go out and, and earn your spot. But it would not surprise me with the way that things have gone already if they want to just say, all right, Alabama, you're undefeated. Florida, you've only got one loss. Like, you guys are in. You got nothing to play for. We may as well just give you a bye week. I, how, how would you feel if that went down?
2: I mean, I won't. I won't be upset because you're only the only reason. Like, it's not like you're changing any games that were already on the schedule. These were. This is already a week of makeup games for those teams, anyway. Yes, you're not manipulating the schedule. You're manipulating the schedule that you already manipulated.
3: Y- yes, this is. So right, you're not.
2: So- you're not Rutgers, and you're not like. You're not telling Vanderbilt. Sorry, you don't get to play your last game. Like, that's why this would be different yes. is, is COVID took a game from you. I always thought that we were going to have a bye week before the SEC title game to begin with. Um, and, you know, if we if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. I don't really care. It doesn't hurt me or upset me at all. It, it is. It, I don't like the taking from one that doesn't belong and giving to one that, that belongs. That's what I have a moral uh,
3: opposition to. At my moral opposition, because I, you're, so in this situation, you would be taking away a chance for Arkansas to beat the number one team in the country. Like that's that that was my issue with the ACC stuff. Like the Wake Forest Notre Dame game is Wake Forest Super Bowl. Like they would have a shot to knock off the number two team in the country, Notre Dame, the name brand, right? The the historical college football team, and you you don't get that opportunity. You know that's that's what irritates me. Arkansas would have a chance, and Arkansas is in a better position to beat Alabama this year than they have in five years. Like they have not been good since like twenty what fourteen, fifteen, whatever. Yeah, it was. it's been a long time. So they're
2: the, they're the Cinderella darling of the of the college football season.
3: And LSU getting a chance to play against Florida, like LSU ain't got a whole lot to play for this season but a chance to go in and knock off Florida. It's the same thing with LSU this weekend against Alabama. Now, LSU ain't got a whole lot to play for, but you got a chance to beat, you know, a big-time rival and a chance to knock them out. But if they just canceled the Alabama LSU game today, then it, what what are those guys doing? You know? Like I, that's that's what I'm worried about. That's what I cuz it's not just about all the big of this
2: dogs. This was the manipulation of the schedule. Yeah. That's it. Like you made a schedule and let the chips fall where they may. You know, and if you lose a game, that's just part of having a COVID year. And if certain games get lost that are important, then that's just part of having a COVID year. But you can't manipulate the schedule to pick and choose who's gonna play and who's not gonna play. Like that's the issue. Like that's what I, I had an issue with is is I know to to you, because you're a Bama fan, this this Bama LSU game is a big deal. And the CBS, it's a big deal. CBS can eat my ass, okay? <laughs> The old Miss LSU game has been our big. That's been our biggest rival since I have been a child. Okay, it yeah. used to be played on Halloween, and that was a big game. And now, we're there's a chance we're not getting Ole Miss LSU, and and you know that would be like you losing the Iron Bowl, but nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that because that doesn't affect Bama. Yeah. that doesn't help Bama. Bama's the blue blood that we're trying to protect here, and that's the issue. Is we. We manipulated the schedule. Now, if we would have lost the uh, the Ole Miss LSU game due to COVID and and whatever, and we, we already got game right? in. Then, like, then I would have had no problems with that. That's just the nature of trying to have a season here in a COVID year. But m- we started monkeying around with the schedule already, and that's where this whole thing got cocked up. Is they started they started screwing around with it, and they had no business screwing with it. They should have just left it alone and let the chips fall where they may. Get the games in that you can get in, and if you want to play Week Twelve and you want to have the Bama LSU game that week, great. If if there's no other games scheduled for that week, that's fine. But this week, this week, because of Alabama and because of Florida, Ole Miss and Mississippi State don't get to play football. Yep. We did to the, we did to those two teams what what the Big Ten is doing to Rutgers. We said you two little Mississippi schools don't matter. Y'all don't belong. Get the hell out of here. Well, We're taking your opponent.
3: It's a little bit different because the Al, uh, the Ole Miss hell. LSU game is supposed to be scheduled for December nineteenth. That's what originally no, but was it, said. But
2: no, it was originally scheduled for this week.
3: Agreed. But they they have already got a rescheduled date for the game to happen. Like that's the difference because Rutgers uh, Rutgers Maryland Rutgers does not get to make up that game. That was a game the Rutgers could win. Like they they're not going to get to make that one up. There there is no other weekend to do that. So. You know, I, I mean, we'll see. But we're still,
2: we're still just trying to monkey with the schedule. Yeah, we're still trying to play God, and we're still trying to give everybody. But we're we're, we're trying to protect the big boys. That's all we're trying to do. The SEC is no different.
3: Yeah, and that's that's why I would be shocked if they they're don't trying give to
2: protect the- Alabama and they want to make sure they get this LSU game in because beating the hell out of LSU looks really good on a resume, even if they're really bad, it still looks good on a resume.
3: Yeah, I guess I guess you might be right. I guess you might be right. And, All right,
2: and so we had to take it from we had to take it from old Miss
3: is there anything else uh that we know of that has happened? I don't see no. anything
2: nope, not uh, that I
3: can think of. let's see. I'm not seeing anything Da-da-da-da-da. I'm checking uh before we get off, okay, uh here's one from thirty minutes ago. Fiestable will be played without fans in attendance, uh except <laughs> okay. for immediate families uh, that's you know whatever um anything else, nope. Uh, other than McKinsey Melton. we already talked about that. All right, cool. We are good to roll. Of course, go over to winningcureseverything.com. That is our website where you can find literally everything, everywhere you need to be. Subscribed. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. We do a live show, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and Facebook every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Go check that bad boy out. You can be part of the conversation. You can chat with us there. We uh, we read through the chat messages. We help you, uh, or we let you guys help us drive the conversation. So. That, uh, That's where we do that. And, of course, we do our college football gambling stuff over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. We both write an article every week, and we have three shows there, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday morning. Um, go to SBR Picks on YouTube. That is where you will find that. Make sure you are subscribed and that you jump in with us on Saturday morning. It's going to be a good time. Of course, we will have a Friday show right here for you again. If you're on the podcast, make sure you are subscribed. And if you already are, make sure you unsubscribe and then resubscribe and that you go ahead and leave us a nice five star review. Hey, we did have a, we did have a really kind of. I'll read it tomorrow. But we had a pretty nasty uh, review. We got a one star review from <laughs> a one star. We got a one star. We'll read it tomorrow. Um, because
2: was it because of me?
3: Uh, it's because of me and you.
2: Oh, okay, that's shocking. So
3: because you, so it, it was something to do with you. Come out with these super fire hot takes, and I don't argue with you. Uh. <laughs> He's upset because I don't argue, and he asked if I have any thoughts of my own, and it's like, yeah, pretty much I give my opinion, and then it's not worth like arguing for thirty minutes about. Like, we just moved the show on because there's more topics to talk about. So, uh, but either way, we'll we'll read it on the show tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll toss out the guy's name and uh and see see what we can do to appease one of our listeners. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna try to appease him. <laughs> I didn't figure we would. I didn't figure. All right. You guys go subscribe where you need to be subscribed. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. And, and, yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And uh, what do you say we cash some tickets this weekend?